I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. If you could say one thing about your NFL team after four weeks, what would it be and why? Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What people can see the look on Harry's face when I say that you're a Falcons dude. If there's one thing you can say about your NFL team, Harry, right now, and why, what would it be? I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it, Freddie. When okay. we get there, all right, I'm sounds good. Save it. Yeah. All right, sounds good. But the look on your face spoke so, so much. <laughs> Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know right now on the Freddie and Harry Dr. Pepper call in line. What would be the one thing you would say about your NFL team and why? 888-729-3776. If you're a Bengals fan, I would shudder, Harry, to think what they would say about their football team. One and three. They got the blood beating out of them at Tennessee Titans, 27 to three. Joe Burrow does not look right. He was sacked three times, could have been sacked five or six other times. He's only averaging 4.8 yards per attempt, the worst of any player through four games since 1950. And after this week, they got the Cardinals on the road, not an easy game, Seattle at San Francisco, home versus Buffalo, home versus the Texans, won't be even, and easy, excuse me, and then at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, my spidey sense is telling me – that's it for the Bengals in 2023, even though it's still a lot left to go in this regular season. I would say this. I'm not ready to pull the plug on them just yet. Just because we've seen it done from them multiple times and we know what they're capable of. Mm -hmm. But for me, they're holding on by a shoestring, literally. Because I think so far within the first four games of the year, we have not seen the Cincinnati Bengals that we've seen the last two years. A team that was able to overcome adversity and make it to a Super Bowl. A team that got to an ASC championship game and barely lost that one to the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago. We have not seen that team. T. Higgins don't look like the same player. This offensive line, the last two offseasons when it came to free agency – they have spent a ton of money trying to revamp it. But for some odd and apparent reason, that offensive line isn't stepping up and playing up to its capability. So I'm saying to myself, they spent all this money on the offensive line, and the offensive line still has question marks. They still can't protect Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. What's the point of spending all that damn money on them? That's a great question. And, it, and it's, it's, it's been sad to see. Jamar Chase, we've seen his frustrations. Uh, he just literally came out and said he's always open. And I believe you, Jamar Chase. Damn it, when you play like you play and you have the skill set that you have, you are always open in my book, in my opinion. So when I, when I look at them and they go against the Tennessee Titans in a team that I know is very, very physical. Right. Right. And a team that two years ago they overcame nine sacks and beat. 
and I'm pretty sure that was on the Tennessee Titans' mind. And Derrick Henry runs crazy after we've seen that defense and the performance that they put on on national TV last Monday versus the Los Angeles Rams. And they seem to be non-existent yesterday. So there are a lot of question marks right now when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow not being 100% healthy and that offense not looking right and that offensive line not you know playing up to its standards. Right. I, I'm of the mindset, okay, what if you let them rest for a week, right? Give them a, another week to, you know, try to heal a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But you can't even keep your guard down against the Arizona Cardinals because they've showed us, Freddie, yeah. that they're they're capable of beating anybody. Yeah, their defense, fast enough, they can get after people and get that pressure on the kind of quarterback. Zach Taylor, Bengals head coach, what do you got to say about your quarterback? And you need him, but he's compromised. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing everything he can. Um He's playing, you know, he's playing through it, but, but there's still limitations he's got, certainly, and that's probably very difficult for him. Um, but again, he's he's getting hit, he's having to move, and he's doing a great job getting up on the next play and responding. You don't feel, you know, sometimes quarterbacks can get rattled by that stuff. You don't feel that from him at all. You feel like the next play is going to be successful, even if he does take a hit. Um, so again, I, I don't. He's, he's fighting through it, and I'm proud of him for that. To me, Zach Taylor is, is suffering from having a lot of confidence in your quarterback that he'll fight through. Because you've seen that quarterback, what he's been able to do to make your team relevant, not just in the NFL, but as a team that can contend in the AFC because we've seen that from the Bengals back-to-back appearances in the AFC championship game. You have so much trust in him that if you're Zach Taylor and the Bengals, if he looks even more compromised next week, then how are you doing Joe Burrow any favors putting him out there in harm's way no matter what kind of play calling that you believe you can put out there that is supposed to protect your quarterback? And I also think, like, the opposing team's defense, right? They understand that Joe Burrow can't do certain things on the football field. Uh-huh. So I think they're taking advantage of that, right? If, 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 if I know Joe Burrow can't, you know, be his 100% self and he's not healthy, right? okay, I'm going to make sure I, my front four, and if I want to send extra guys, they get home to him because of his lack of a, ability to move around in the pocket the, the, in a normal manner. So – I, I just don't see anything good right now with the Cincinnati Bengals and their schedule uh-huh. isn't isn't the easiest. No. And you have a game against the Arizona Cardinals, and I got to give Jonathan Gannon a lot of credit because he has that team playing very, very well. Listen, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers, but that game was close for a little while. It's 21-16 before, at one point. Yeah, yeah you're but right. Before San Francisco normally does what they do and lean on people and be physical and you know win in that manner. So – this is not a gimme game this week when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, but I'm not ready to count them out just yet. I think when I see it, that's when it, it, it'll register for me. That's the one thing we have to say about the Bengals. I think they're done in 2023, even though there's still 14 games left to play. Excuse me, 13 games left to play. Harry says, not yet, but we'll find out with that schedule, like we mentioned. After the Cardinals, it doesn't get easier. Seahawks, 49ers, Bills, Texans, and Raiders. But we want to hear from you on the Freddie and Harry hotline, part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN 888-729-3776. Your NFL team, what's the one thing you got to say about them? Be a part of that. Join the conversation right now. He's one of our favorites. He's Dominic in Alabama. Dominic, your NFL team, what's the one thing you want to say about them after four weeks and why? One thing I'm going to say about them ATL Dirty Birds is, you know what, Harry, I said to you last week, I believe, QB purgatory. Yeah, man, we got the defense, we got the weapons, and right now we just need somebody who can throw the darn ball. I wanted to say something, the darn ball. So, yeah, that's all I got to say, man. Y'all have a go. They don't need someone that can throw the darn ball. They need someone that can complete the darn ball. 
and, I, and I'll say this, watching that game, because I was in the press box getting ready for, you know, my game I had to call on ESPN Radio with Steve Levy, and I'm watching that game, and I'm trying to keep my composure. Right. Right, because, you know, Desmond Ritter's first interception in which you have a slant-flat combination, right? One of the things that you learn reading-wise from a quarterback perspective in high school, right, if your slot defender goes overneath everything and the flat is wide open you throw the flat you don't force to the slant and it got picked off for a touchdown in the very next drive he comes down and he throws the interception as well but I will say this what I do like about Desmond Ritter is that he didn't let it bother him that's true and let it deteriorate everything else that they wanted to wanted to do from an offensive standpoint that is true he got better in the second half the thing is is that in the football in a football game you have plays in which anyone could determine the outcome of the game. Mm -hmm. And those interceptions were a few plays. That pick six, if you're going to throw an interception, damn, don't let it be a pick six because it's hard to come back from that. Your chances of winning a football game are very slim when you give up a a turnover that turns into a defensive touchdown. No no doubt about that. Steven, South Dakota, what is the one thing you could say about your NFL team after four weeks? I'm a 49ers fan, and I got to say, Christian McCaffrey for MVP. I'm glad we're starting to hear a little bit more than that. Four touchdowns yesterday, 177 scrimmage yards. He did something that only Jim Brown and a couple other guys have done, have at least 600 scrimmage yards in the first four games of an NFL season. Only three times that's been done since 1950. And Christian McCaffrey is one of those guys. He scored a touchdown in the last 13 games. We know it's a quarterback award, Harry, but you keep doing that with a team that is, A, basically run first, and B, you have a quarterback who's not Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen, or Lamar Jackson, a star. Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. He's Brock Purdy. But you have a run-first team like Christian McCaffrey, you keep doing stuff like this at that position, you may get some votes swaying your way. You keep doing that when it comes to CMC in San Francisco. And I'm glad you mentioned Brock Purdy. He just went out there on Sunday and had one incompletion, went 20 for 21. But when you talk about Christian McCaffrey, he's not only doing rush, rushing in football, he's doing it in the pass game. He had seven yeah. catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. Good call. So he, he's doing it in an all-purpose way. And when he's on the football field and you're in a meeting room, if you're a defensive coach, you better highlight him as a game wrecker, and you better have a plan for him, which is hard because he can move around and do a lot of different things. Yeah. But he's playing phenomenal football right now for the best team in the National Football League. Yeah, they, I, they, I'm with you right, right now after four weeks. They are the best team in the National Football League. Teams are close. No one is topping that team when it comes to San Francisco. David in Nevada, what is your NFL team? What's the one thing you got to say about them after four weeks? Uh, my team is the Dallas Cowboys, and I got to say we ain't proved nothing yet. I'm keeping it real. If we get our butt kicked next week, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> well, if you get your butt kicked, there's no shame in getting your butt kicked by the San Francisco 49ers. So that game's on Sunday night. That's the game of the weekend coming up. But as a fellow Cowboys fan, David, I hear you on that one because you see what they can be, Harry. I know their defense is, and they can stop the run, and they better do it this week against the San Francisco 49ers and force Brock Purdy to be in second and third long situations. But that offense has not only got to be more consistent, they definitely got to find a way to be more consistent in the red zone. Oh, they won thirty. Again. Yeah, they won thirty-eight to three because the defense. They had a couple of defensive touchdowns. Special teams was great. Dak was great between the twenties once again. Dak was great between the tens once again. But that offense with him, Mike McCarthy, that running game and that offensive line, you can't be one for four in the red zone. You'll get away with that against the Giants and the Jets 
and the Patriots. You will not get away with that against San Francisco on Sunday night. And I think collectively, as an offense, they have to be be better, right? Because the first time they were down there, Luke Schoolmaker, their rookie tight end, dropped a touchdown play, a mm-hmm. pass. Right. right? And, and we've seen some of that within the first four weeks of the season. We've seen Dak Prescott not look at CeeDee Lamb on a corner route when he's lined up at number three versus cover zero, which is the perfect coverage to throw that corner out against. So there are certain things here and there that's going on and they have to get them fixed because when you're playing a quality opponent, you can't settle for field goals, man. No doubt. you got to be able to push the ball in the end zone. No doubt about that. Keep weighing in. If you have one thing to say about your NFL team, what would it be? We'll continue to listen to what you have to say on the phone of the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can also hit us up with that on Twitter. What is the one thing you have to say about your NFL team? What would that be at Coleman ESPN and at H. Douglas 83 My man Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Do yourself a favor and visit Progressive.com. From the top stories in sports, this is a huge story, to the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is 3 Up, 3 Down. We do it each and every Monday. We give you the good. We give you the bad with no ugly in between. That's why they call 3 Up and 3 Down here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Now we flip it each and every week, which means we start the good. Harry's always about that good. He even makes the good when it's 3 Down. But he's definitely going to be about that good because he's got three up. Harry, the floor is yours. Number one. Number one for me, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers and Khalil Mack. This human being who is very (laughs) massive, who rushes the passer very, very well throughout his entire career. There's a reason why he was an early first-round draft pick coming out of Buffalo. Small school. Yes. It's because he's dynamic. For some out-of-the-pan reason, the Las Vegas Raiders didn't get the memo. But Khalil Mack had six sacks. In one game. And the Chargers actually won that game by seven points, 24 to 17. So that's why I have Khalil Mack as my number one up this week. And the Raiders, at some point, you have to say, you know what? Let's mm-hmm. go to the sideline and drop something so we can double team Khalil Mack so he, so he doesn't have his third sack, so he doesn't have his fourth sack, so he doesn't have his fifth second. I'll be damned, Freddie. So he doesn't have his <laughs> sixth sack. So shout out to Khalil Mack for laying the Mack truck down on the Las Vegas Raiders. My number one, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, losing like that to the Houston Texans, I know you lost your quarterback, but it looked like you didn't even want to be there. I mean, T.J. Watt plays for the Steelers. He saw his brother, J.J. Watt, get his number 99 retired, and T.J. Watt and Heisman are the only two guys that wanted to play. I know the Texans are better, definitely a surprise, but hey, Steelers, thirty to six, they had running backs throwing touchdown passes. Ryan Clark was so upset about that on Get Up as a former Steeler, he lost his rabbit behind mind when he said, "Oh, that's what we're doing. We're letting running backs throw touchdown passes now. That's what we're doing." He looked disgusted, and I don't blame him. How do you lose like that? That way, if you're the Steelers, thirty to six to the Houston Texans. And I will say this, you had a cornerback for the Houston Texans that used to be with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steven Nelson. And he made sure he let the Pittsburgh faithful know that it's okay to sign them dogs back and not sign big names. He made it a point to go out his way and say, and he had an interception in that ball game right. yesterday. And shout out to C.J. Stroud, man, because that young phenomenal man, player has been man. balling out. And he had that Pittsburgh Steelers defense looking silly. 
They allowed a rookie, and I understand I have the utmost respect for C.J. Stroud, but the Pittsburgh Steelers defense let a rookie set records on them and ball out yesterday. Number two. Number two, I'm going to go with the Cowboys defense. I'm going to go with America's team. I love the Cowboys. Boy, they made Mac Jones look silly. I mean silly yesterday. (laughs) And it all started with a sack fumble by Dante Fowler that went right into the hands of Vander Esch, and he ran it back for a touchdown. Then it came Deron Bland, who got an interception and took it back for a touchdown. Then Deron Bland again had another interception. But that defense has showed us time and time again that they're elite. They're lethal. Nobody has had more takeaways and I think scored touchdowns on the defensive side since 2021 than the Dallas Cowboys. So that's why they're my number two up Mm -hmm. because they was up. This weekend when it came to the New England Patriots. Yeah, they can have a better success stopping the run. They could really be a lethal defense when it comes to them. My number two down, normally he would never make this category. But Patrick Mahomes, the second in the second half versus the Jets, ooh-wee, he did not look good. What? Now give the Jets defense a lot of credit. But also, hey, for the Mahomets, not named Travis Kelsey, got to do a better job stepping up. You can clearly tell he's trying to get these guys going to give them confidence, especially when he knows that teams will continue to take Travis Kelsey away. Andy Reid is an outstanding play caller. There's only so much you can do when Kelsey's got to run to one, two, three guys and other guys are open and not making plays. I didn't think I'd see in a million years that Patrick Mahomes will have that kind of start and then have to run his team out of trouble because that team would not let him pass that way out of trouble. He almost had three picks. He wanted with two, but that's as sketchy as I've seen Patrick Mahomes look in a long, long time in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. And I would say this: thank goodness for Isaiah Pacheco. How good was he way, running the football? Being the back in New ran Jersey, the football, yeah. Because I seen Patrick Mahomes revert back in that game last night in a manner that I seen him two years ago. But the thing, the difference in the Kansas City Chiefs now is that you know what? Hey, let's run this football. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Mahomes, hey. Even though it's not there, let me rush the football, too, as a quarterback. And those receivers, they better get their stuff together, man, because right now they're holding this offense back, and it doesn't look the same like it was a few years ago. Now, I also got to give a lot of credit to Eric Bieniemy because he was a part of that. Right. And he was an offensive coordinator. Matt Nagy is that guy now, and Matt Nagy in this offense. And I thought they got it together against the Bears, but the Bears are just that bad. <laughs> the Bears are just that bad. But the skill position players, wide receivers for Kansas City, right. better get it together. No Quick, fast, in a hurry, too. Number three. Number three, I'm going with Josh Allen. Yes, I know Mark Zeno right now is sitting on cloud nine. No, you're not going with Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm about Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Because Josh Allen from the Jaguars wasn't bad against your Falcons yesterday either. All right, you just had to point that out, Freddie. Now, see, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're antagonizing me, Freddie. It's okay. You're able to do it. You're my guy. (laughs) But Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, man, yesterday he was the best player, I think, in the National Football League going 21-20. 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns. Most importantly, no turnovers. He took what the defense gave him. Absolutely. He improvised when he had to and made great decisions while improvising on a football field. And he played with a lot of energy. He had to be Superman. He was Superman and more. Mm. He went into that phone booth and let everyone know it's on and popping, baby. Perfect passer rating, 158.3 for Josh Allen. And to your point, not so much that he had great numbers. His decision-making was Mm -hmm. flawless. Anything that Miami did to make a mistake, they got punished, punished, and punished time and time again. 
Then you have the Chicago Bears, like you mentioned. Oh, Lord. Talk about not being able to stand prosperity. You're up by 21 points against a Broncos team that was ready to quit. They were ready to give it up, sit on their helmets, take off their shoulder pads, have too much Gatorade. What were the pistachios and the Biscoff cookies going to taste like on the plane home? And you allow them to dig out of that hole in your building in Chicago? Everything's working. Justin Fields looked like Ohio State was playing Northwestern the way he was throwing the football around. And then they couldn't stand prosperity. You can blame the coach for going for it and not getting a fourth down. It should have never gotten to that point if you're the Chicago Bears against a defeated team that did not mind staying defeated and you let them off the hook to allow the Broncos to not be winless, which is where you still are if you're the Chicago Bears. Just sad. And I'm going to talk about that fourth down, mm-hmm. but I'm going to wait because ooh, okay. it blew my mind. All right. All right. I like that. That's a pre-tease there from Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry. Keep weighing in on social media at Douglas 83 and at Coleman ESPN. What's the one thing you had to say about your NFL team? What would it be? Tyler Reed says, Broncos had a good comeback, but defensive coordinator Van Joseph still has got to go. My sister Kathleen Price, we both went to school together at Mass University in class of 1985 for her, class of 1987 for me in Pennsylvania. She said, here's what I know about my Raiders, and she sent a gif of the guy from the Waterboy. Oh, no, we suck again. That's how she feels about her Las Vegas Raiders. Keep weighing in. What's the one thing? If you had to say about your NFL team, what would it be? We'll take a listen to your phone calls at 888-729-3776 as well. And there is a but when it comes to how the Dolphins lost yesterday to the Buffalo Bills and it's a really tired narrative when it comes to that butt. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is a reggae Monday on Freddie and Harry. You got Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, ESPN Radio, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. 
Oh, we're going to find out about that lazy narrative that involves the way the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami Dolphins. We'll do that in a couple of minutes, but a couple of calls right now. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You have one thing to say about your NFL team. What would it be? I'm going to let Harry start. He's delayed it for 30 minutes. He's been stalling. No, 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 no. That stall game's over now. These are your Falcons. They lost across the pond in London, Medio London, at, at Wembley Stadium. What is the one thing you would say about your Falcons team that drafted you and why, Harry Douglas? I think it's two things for me. When I look at the Falcons right now and their offensive line and pass protection, um, they haven't been the best. And they have invested money in that offensive line. When you look at guys like Jake Matthews, Chris Lindstrom, and also Caleb McGarry, those guys aren't living up to their capabilities. And I'm looking at Jake Matthews, who's supposed to be the leader of that offensive line and the veteran player. Right. He hasn't been anything. And I played with Jake, so I know – what his you know upper echelon standard is from a playing standpoint, and it hasn't been there so far this year. Now, they're good in the run game, but you have to be well-rounded. And then secondly, when it comes to Desmond Ritter, he found his way in the second half, but I think now collectively this entire football season, he has to be able to understand what's going on defensively right. and be able to complete passes. I think when you look at a Cal Pitts, you look at a Drake London. Mm-hmm. Uh, they looked have, sick on the bench yesterday with the ball yeah. not coming to them. You have Mac Hollins, who was wide open on a post, and that was underthrown. You, if you're Desmond Ritter, you have to gain the trust of your teammates uh, a lot more going into this this next, uh, I would say, this next quarter of the season, so you can build on those wins. Now they're two and two; they're still sitting in a good spot. Tampa Bay is, you know, first in the division at three and one, but. Desmond Ritter's going to have to be better along the way because that defense has played phenomenal this season, yeah, right? And yeah. that, that's been an Achilles heel the last few years for the Atlanta Falcons. So I think quarterback play, offensive line play from a passing standpoint, they have to coincide, uh, coincide with one another and be better moving forward. Yeah, that defense has been hunting, but if you're playing a lot more snaps than you should or getting short yep. fields from your quarterback, not being able to make those kind of plays, you can get stink eye pretty quickly in the NFL locker room when that happens. Your quarterback's not living up to what he's supposed to do. Antoine in South Carolina, the Palmetto State. What is the one thing you have to say about your NFL team? What would be and why, my friend? How you guys doing, man? We're good. One thing I got to say is I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. And sorry and saw. Harry, I got a question for you, man. What are we doing, man? What are we doing? Like, I just don't know. What are we doing? Like, I don't even know what direction we're going in right now. Well, here, this what, is what are we doing? Antoine of South Carolina, this is what happens when you're in year one of rebuilding. Yeah. You draft Bryce Young at the quarterback position. You knew the offensive line was going to have their issues. Your best lineman is still, he may not even play this year. They're suffering an injury last year. And your defense can only do so much, and you don't have playmakers on the outside. Did I get that right, Harry? Regarding yeah. the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> you, you, you got a young quarterback in Bryce Young who I think is going to be okay throughout his career. But right now, when you lack the skill position players, and I've heard some rumblings that they might be in the market for a wide receiver sometime soon. They should. And that offensive line has been terrible. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you get what you got right now. Yeah, 0 4. yeah you can't go to uh, the Harris Teeter and find wide receivers. That's not how that works in the Carolina area when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. Derek in North Carolina, who is your NFL team? And if you have one thing to say about them, what would it be and why? Hey, man, I too am also a Panthers fan. <clears throat> but look, y'all got to understand, man. Harry Douglas used to be a bad name in my house, but I've been listening <laughs> to the radio show and I love you now. But back in the game, you scorched us. 
<laughs> Don't you love when you get that love from opposing fan bases and they like you now but hated you back then? <laughs> yeah, man. And I would say this. I actually was able to get, you know, multiple contracts from the teams in my division, the Carolina Panthers, wow. the We're New Orleans that. Saints, and also the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're being that's, that that's savage. When, that's when I decided to have my best games, baby. <laughs> wow. You're being that savage. See, Derek in North Carolina used to like you driving a lot. They just made him drive off a road by saying that kind of thing. Saying, appreciate that, you, Big D. Yeah, yeah, pause. Of course you appreciate Pause. That. Yeah, complete 100 pause. So either way, keep weighing in at 888-729-3776. Be heard in the Dr. Pepper call in line courtesy of Freddie and Harry. If you have one thing to say about your NFL team, what would it be? If we had to say one thing about the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> I'm going to use it pissed off because they play like that on Sunday. And the Dolphins, they got taken out behind the woodshed. Now, the conversation was out there last week, best in the AFC, maybe the best in the NFL, could it be the Miami Dolphins. But then the, that narrative I knew was going to go by the wayside because that's what happens in the NFL week by week. But then today, Harry, all over the place, it didn't matter if it was TV, didn't matter if it was radio, half the Bills giving people the blueprint on how to beat the Miami Dolphins. And I said, yes, they're giving you the blueprint. If you got their guys, <laughs> if you got their guys, then yeah, that blueprint can work. That would be like me say, hey, Freddie, here's the blueprint to build a new Empire State Building. Have you ever gone to architectural school? No. Well, go build it anyway. You got the blueprint. You should be able to make that work. That blueprint only works based on personnel. And in a week-by-week basis, second-by-second base in the NFL, for anybody even to put that out there, to me, it was just a 100% lazy and wrong narrative saying that this is the blueprint to stop us slowing down the Miami Dolphins based on what the Bills did yesterday. And, Freddie, I'm going to use this example, and I hope everyone can follow me when I use it. Remember when Tom Brady first got to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mm -hmm. and the way they were passing the ball on on any and everybody they were playing, but when they played the New Orleans Saints, he had his worst games. It was because of the personnel that the Saints had. When you looked at their secondary, they def- their defensive linemen got pressure on them. And also their linebackers were so instinctive. It's the same thing right now when I look at the Buffalo Bills when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. And everybody doesn't have that personnel. Those defensive linemen, they were able to sack to a tongue of Aloha. They were able to quarterback hit to a, to, to a tongue of Aloha frequently. Right. When they weren't getting there, they were putting their hands up. Also, I think Matt Milano, who's playing phenomenal football right now, and did it last year as well. Him and Terrell Bernard, linebackers being instinctive. You have guys in the secondary that can make plays and the versatility. They can do a lot of different things. They have the personnel to be able to slow down and do what they did this past weekend to the Miami Dolphins. Now, if you're another football team and you're coming in, you're playing the, the Dolphins, you can't say, hey, we're going to do the same thing the Buffalo <laughs> Bills did because you might not have a personnel that the Buffalo Bills had. So that's why I stand on it. It's all about personnel and how you can match up with the team. But also, it's a luxury when you can rush four and you're able to get pressure and get your hands up and hit that's the quarterback yep. and then blitz when you want to as a defensive play caller. So I like what the Buffalo Bills showed us this past weekend and no, everyone can't do it in the National Football League from a defensive standpoint. So what talking about little Miami Dolphins quarterback said this by what the Buffalo Bills did to him and his team yesterday. It has to do with everything. So I didn't allow those guys to go out there and play football the way they want to play football. You know, it's basically guys are thinking and guys were having to guess. So, you know, that's not how I want our guys to go out and play. And uh, that's something that I need to be better with and I'll work on. I love when people take us behind the curtain because Tua just told us thinking should be optional with us. We just want to play. We don't worry about reading defenses. Let me do that. Let me handle that. Let Mike McDaniel handle that. You guys just run routes. 
You linemen just block people. You running backs do your thing. When they had to have a, a pause, as we like to say, when they had to have a pause, mm-hmm. the last thing you want as a speedy team is that all of a sudden that you're a half a step behind or your feet get stopped because you got to think about so many different things. When Tua came to the line of scrimmage one time, he looked around and you could clearly tell, he said, well, I don't know how to figure this out. And now we got a problem. Whatever audible I think about calling, whatever, kill, kill, kill. You always hear that for people who don't know. Anytime you hear a quarterback yelling, kill, 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 they usually call two plays in the huddle. They yep. go to that second play. He didn't even call kill, kill, kill. He just looked around, looked at the ref, and called the timeout. And I said to myself, if they got to a tongue of Iloa like that, that's a problem for the Miami Dolphins. And to your point, because he knew they only need four. The other seven can play Jedi mind tricks with me, and we're not running the ball effectively enough where we can make them do something different. Yeah, and you heard Mike McDaniel say he wished he would have stuck with the run uh uh, more consistently and that was my thing remember Freddie Absolutely. that was my thing with the Miami Dolphins in this game because yeah. they have done it early in the season right been consistent with the run game and I wanted to see whether they're going to be able to be that same way when it came to the Buffalo Bills but I thought you know the Bills did a great job defensively of understanding right on film taking things from the meeting room to the practice field from the practice field to the game of where Miami wants to attack from an offensive standpoint right and flooding those areas with defenders they did a great job of that from the linebackers to the secondary guys they were on one accord I always say one band one sound when you're in unison with one another well done. you're gonna go out there and have the the outcome that you display within that football uh, football game as a defensive uh, unit so let's just stop that narrative once and for all the Bills did not give everybody else a blueprint on how to stop or slow down the Miami Dolphins. Unless you have the Buffalo Bills play every game versus Miami and you can use like a hologram on defense to, to superimpose those players. People say the same thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. There's a blueprint to stop the, 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 the Bush tush when it comes to them. Yeah, if you have people that can do that against the Philadelphia Eagles team. Not everybody can do what they do with Jalen Hurts and that offensive line. Can I say this really quick? So I had buddies that I travel the world with, they're Buffalo Bill fans, and uh-huh. they're listening right now, and they listened and watched uh-huh. Get Up last week, and when I chose the Dolphins, they're giving me hell right now. I bet they in a, are. In a group text. Oh, boy. And I just told them to shut you know what up. <laughs> Alright? Shut up. It's a long season. You're not having these We're not today. right all the time, okay? You're not having Most these... of the time, but we're not right all the time. Exactly. They always wait for that one time you're not. <laughs> And it's Gary, about their Gary team. Goodspeed and Sean Evans, That's my right. two buddies. There you go. Name people. I like that. Call them out. Let them know <laughs> we're not going to stand for this foolishness on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas on Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. And we switch gears to college football because in 20 minutes, an FOS friend of the show is going to stop by and have a little happy hour when it comes to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, the Buffalo Bills and their quote-unquote blueprint, and what is up with Christian McCaffrey being an MVP candidate for the San Francisco 49ers. Herm Edwards stops by in about 20 minutes, give or take a lie, too. But on the offensive side, USC's trying to do something that most people believe they can't do to win a national championship. We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio.
They snap it back. Carson throws. There's Bowers open at the 26. Breaks away at the 20 to the 10. Angles to the pylon. Touchdown, Brock Bowers. Boy, big time games. Your, your stars have to show up. And Brock Bowers has done just that. Georgia Bulldog Sports Network on this Reggae Monday. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together. I'm Freddie and Harry giving you that action on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and also tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We started doing Reggae Monday. Before we get to Brock Bowers and USC, we started doing Reggae Monday last, one, last week. And a lot of people like it. Now, I solicit in the group chat from everybody to give me recommendations. I don't want it just to be about me. Shannon Penn responded. Devin Kane responded, our two dudes on the scenes. Even Liam Chapman, who's in charge of the show, he responded with Protege and Chronics. But the guy that created Reggae Monday for a part of this program, Harry Douglas, radio silence. What? Can I say this, though? I'll be honest, Freddie. I didn't even see that portion of the text. Really? I didn't. And you see everything. I know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even see it. Are you and saying this as in your defense? Because, I mean, that yeah. just makes me, you're this not a, looking at our text now? It's a poor defense. No, right, because Devin. clearly I was writing in the group text, Dev, so obviously I had to be looking so at the text. So you just missed that one, huh? Yeah, I, I, one. Just, I just missed that one. Yeah. I don't think that's going to hold up in court. It really isn't. You know, will the defendant please but, rise? But my, da- my dad just got to my house because he's picking up my son because my son has a baseball game. Uh-huh. And uh, he's the reason why I love reggae so much. So right. he was he's listening on the way here okay. to the car. So I he's know feeling he, he, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the next time we send out a group text, you're going to make sure you reply, right? 100%. Because that, you get, that, you'll get shamed again in seven days. But that song y'all just played yeah. was a staple that my father would play in the car, and really? I always loved it. Nice. Always. I just have feelings for the video and Nadine Sutherland, <laughs> and I'm not the only one out there. For those who don't know, just Google, and you're welcome. This public service message brought to you by Reggae Monday and Freddie and Harry. By the way, good hands moment of the week. You just heard that. From Brock Bowers of Georgia, brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. I know Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, is leading the Heisman Trophy. And I still wonder if USC can offense their way to a national championship. My gut tells me no, but stranger things have happened. But I think pound for pound, best play in college football, is that brought down there, Georgia, number 19, and Brock Bowers. In the second half, especially that final touchdown, he made not one, not two, but three Auburn guys make business decisions. They looked at him and said, hmm, nothing between me and number 19 but green grass and fresh air. Nope, don't want no part of that. I think the last guy kind of escorted him to the end zone. Hey, Brock, woo, the end zone's right there. Are you going to tackle me? No, nah, I'm good. Keep on. I'm not losing my scholarship at, at the hands of you. He Pound for pound, that dude from Georgia to tie in number 19 may be the best player in college football. Freddie, I did a tape on Brock Bowers his freshman year when they won a national championship the first time. And on that tape, you see him on the end line of the, uh, of the line of scrimmage dominating defensive ends in the run game. You see him on speed sweeps getting carries. You see him lined up in the backfield and getting carries. You see right. him, you know, flexed out wide, running routes like a wide receiver. But the thing that impressed me the most is when he catches the football. He's a very physical runner, but he has the speed to Absolutely. outrun secondary and second level, uh, second and third level defenders, and that's what really blew my mind away. I, I know an NFL team is going to be very pleased when they draft him next year, and this is a guy his freshman year I thought could have entered the NFL draft if he was able to really? and still been a top 15 pick in that draft back then. Really? So that's how special he is. 
four catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown in the fourth quarter alone to beat Auburn. Because Auburn had, I mean, Georgia's defense had no answer for the uh, both of the running quarterbacks, Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford, mm-hmm. and they struggled, right? You had some turnovers that led to points for Auburn. But at the end of the day, Carson Beck, found the best player in college football, in my opinion, too. I understand quarterbacks get a lot of love, but what Brock Bowers is able to do and his physicality, receiving the football, running routes, catching the football, being a physical runner, can outrun people, but also can play in the run game on the inline of the uh, line of scrimmage. Yeah. He is a phenomenal talent, and I can't wait to see who he goes to in the National Football League. Because Alabama used to get those guys. Yeah. Texas A&M tries to get those guys. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's starting to get those guys. Uh-oh. Ohio State still gets those guys. Sure do. Michigan's starting to get those guys. Bingo. USC is going to get those guys. Say what? But Kirby Smart, that's that train's not slowing down. I know Georgia has not looked like Georgia in the first part of the schedule. And believe me, I give Auburn a lot of credit. Hugh Freeze is going to get that going down there. He's yep. going to start getting those dudes as well, so that's another problem that Nick Saban's going to have to deal with at Alabama. But they were too young to win that football game. The same way with Colorado, being down early versus USC, then they made that great comeback. Youth can be served with talent, but nothing is a substitute for experience. That Georgia team never panicked. They never said, we're going to get away from what we do. At a certain point, we're going to get number 19 the ball. And when we do, that becomes a you problem, Auburn, not an our problem. Same with USC. They went to their playmakers early, late, and often. I just wanted they can offense their way to a national championship, even in wide-open college football in the 21st century? Nope, I don't think they can. Um, when I look at the Pac-12, I think that's the best conference right now. But I, nothing against Shador in Colorado, but I, I viewed how USC's defense allowed them to come back mm-hmm. and how they allowed Colorado to rush for 193 yards and also put up 41 points. And I can't help but think about Michael Penix and the Washington Ooh, Huskies and how they ball, have man. three receivers this year that I think is going to go over 1,000 yards. I can't help but look at Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks and what they have and what Troy Franklin at the wide receiver position has been able to do and how physical they can be. And then we can't forget about Utah, right? Cam yes. Rising hasn't even been there. That's been the kryptonite the last season for the USC Trojans, in which they got beat up pretty badly from a physical standpoint in yeah. the regular season and also in the Pac-12 championship game. They have to be able to stop people. Mm. And the last two years has to- have told us that they, they aren't capable of doing that. And by the way, kudos to your Louisville Cardinals. Making the top 25. Top 25, baby. That's I'm right. flying to see them play versus Notre Dame. Yeah, their defense was so good that North Carolina State replaced their quarterback. Brandon mm. Armstrong transferred North Carolina State to get away from Virginia. Hit stick, talk, sh- watch whoa, whoa, your mouth, hey, HD. Hey, easy now. The show that just got say, started. That's why I say watch your mouth. I know. We're not even a month in. We can't get fired <laughs> yet. My shirt's premium is not paid up. Wait until you hear as part of Herm Edwards' happy hour. What he had to say about the Bears blowing a 21-point lead. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.